Hello everybody and welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing the grand finale to the illustrious YA... Well, not really. Alright, kill the vibe, Kenzie. <laughs> Alright, just absolutely <laughs> obliterate it. Fine, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, what a fine conclusion to Holly Black's Cruel Prince series. That's that not. T- this main trilogy. Just let me finish. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> this main trilogy, though. No, because then there's also the King of Elfheim and why he learned to hate stories. I d- this is. Hey, do we want to end the series or do you want to continue, <laughs> Kenzie? This is your choice right now. I want to end it, but. Then this is a trilogy in our the eyes. Third, the third in the series that we will not be continuing. <laughs> I always thought it was a trilogy, to be fair. Anyway, yes, this is Holly Black's The Queen of Nothing. And when Kenzie is. And boy, did it make me feel nothing. <laughs> Love it. And when Kenzie's ready, she can read the blurb. His voice is soft, and I make the mistake of looking into his black eyes at his wicked, curving mouth. But your beauty will fade, he continues, just as softly speaking like a lover, and all you have and all you are will wait. And all you have and all you are will rot away to nothing. You will be nothing, you are nothing. As the exiled mortal queen of fairy, Jude is reeling from Carden's betrayal and is determined to reclaim everything he took from her. Opportunity arrives in the form of her deceptive twin sister Taryn, whose life is in peril. Jude must return to the treacherous fairy court and confront her lingering feelings for Carden. But Elfheim is not as she left it. War is brewing, and she becomes ensnared in the conflict's bloody politics. When a terrible curse is unleashed, panic spreads throughout the land, forcing Jude to choose between her ambition and her humanity. I'm annoyed now that this is not just a set trilogy. I was under the impression <laughs> all it, it's all it was. What are the next couple books on the back of your book? What does it say? Um, it's just the King of Elfheim and how he learned to hate stories. Oh, okay. Do we know what that's even about? No. Nah. Do we care? <laughs> no. <laughs> is it like a novella? No, it's a big book. Is it about Locke? Oh, I think it's a Cardin's backstory. Oh, but like, so ugh. so it's a weird little epilogue, prologue, not quite, even though it's a fully fledged book. Like, like we, we get enough of Cardin's backstory in this book, I would say. So. Mm. Anyway, 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 but yeah, I, I think this is a conclusion. It ended well. Anyway, thoughts, feelings, and emotions, Kenzie. What was that facial expression? I hate this book and I hate this series. <laughs> God damn. Okay, Kenzie. Pop, off, pop off my queen. Tell us why. I think I think this book is a little bit longer than the first two as no, well. No, it's, it's shorter. Is it shorter? It feels so much longer. No, it was like 309 or some ebook pages and the other one was like, 336 and then oh, i think the fuck. first one's like 360 anyway <laughs> how do you how do you like that being rattled well, it feels longer um i don't like the story i don't like the way it ended i don't like the plot points <laughs> thought it was ludicrous <laughs> thought it was a ludicrous I, not even ludicrous i was just like this is dumb like, yeah fair <laughs> enough yeah i'm glad it's done and over <laughs> But again, like, it's a YA and I am an adult and I understand that I'm not a teenager. That's all right. Now I don't really understand how people were comparing this to, like, Akatar and stuff. Right? Because I always saw those TikToks that were like, if you love Akatar, then you should read this next. Yeah. I think that was a real uh, miss on you that You know part. what I should read next? A bullet. <laughs> In your brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we love complete and utter honesty around here 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. Some plot points were my thoughts, feelings, and emotions, of course. Um, yeah. plot I'm points. almost at the same hatred of good girl complex. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing could, I don't think anything could ever get me that. Oh, no. Oh, I think collided because I actually fi- did not finish that book. Whereas good girl complex, we finished. Um, anyway, I digress. I digress. Yeah, plot points are ludicrous. You know, the blurb itself is misleading. It is very misleading because it makes Locke's death more a bigger event than what it actually was. Yeah. Um, it's also like it makes it out that there's going to be this big, huge, terrible war. Yeah, and big consequence, which there was not. Uh, yeah, the final, like, battle was very... Um, felt really... <sighs> I had a word. I was going to describe it. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot my word. Like unfulfilling, I guess. Oh yeah. It was it was much like the second book where we have, you know, the the standoff between Cardin and Queen Orla, except in this one it's Cardin v. Maddock and his posse. And it's like they just talk their way out of it and there's hardly any battle. Yeah. Um so yeah, in that sense lackluster is the word I was looking for. Very lackluster. And yeah, as we established last week, the um the whole Jude coming back to Elfheim, you know, under her own volition was very mm. lackluster as well, even though mm. I already figured out that trick anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like, and there's no real consequence to the traitors either. They're just like, half are either sent to die or like, they just swear loyalty and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, there just seems to be no real world repercussions, and but of course it's a YA and you got to suspend your disbelief for a moment and just yeah. accept that everything's going to be happy in a magical world. I also hate the whole Vivian and Heather have to fall in love again situation uh-huh. just because Vivian fucked it up the first time which yeah. was also wrong yeah just don't be an awful person yeah it's weird it's like a lot of bad morals are woven into the guise of the YA genre and naivety but again yeah but again it's not for me a 26 year old <laughs> <laughs> but no I did like the full circle moment of we started the series in the mortal world Oh, I suppose we haven't really technically finished the mortal world yet. But in this book, in the conclusion, we ended in the mortal world. And I liked that little full circle moment. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) You're just so resigned. You're just like, whatever. Yeah. What else annoyed you? Like, do you have any, like, specific qualms you want to get into? Um, all of it. (laughs) Every single thing. (laughs) I hate how, um, okay, let's get into it. So I hate how, like, Jude coming back was, like, under the guise of pretending to be Taryn. Um, But then... Everyone um, figured it out. Yeah, and then it had to be, like, explicitly, like, told to her. Like, oh, you could have just come back anyway. Yeah. So... (laughs) I have a qualm already. Because it goes through the whole letters situation... Cardin sent letters. She accused Lady Asher of intercepting them, and since she can't lie, she didn't say anything much about it, which indicated that it was true. Either I skimmed so fucking bad, but Cardin, because because you get the TikTok of the quotes of like, I want you to come back, like, and yell at me, or maybe he did yeah. say that, but like I feel like I missed that part. He wrote it in a letter. Yeah, like, is was is the letter itself... I don't think the letter itself was in this book, unless I skimmed so fucking bad. I think I it feel is. Like, Hang on, I feel sorry, like I was just taking a photo that, of... That's okay. But yeah, I feel like 
it must be like a bonus content because let me yeah because because he does tell her like i i wrote to you to come back whatever but the actual letter itself i feel like that's like a bonus content but if i missed it that bad then that's on me but i feel like i took my time reading this book and i tried to be very engrossed in the content and the story please be bonus content please be bonus content it's in the queen of nothing (gasps) no all right i must have missed it then well, he says, patting the couch beside him, didn't you get my letters? What? I am confused enough that the word comes out like a croak. You never replied to one. I began to wonder if you'd misplaced your ambition in the mortal world. Oh, no, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, here are the letters. And then it has them. But is... All right. Yeah, here. You are in no mood for games very well. I'm in no mood for them either. Let me write it out outright. You are pardoned. I revoke your banishment. I rescind my words. Come home. Come home and shout at me. Come home and fight with me. Come home and break my heart if you must. Just come home. Where the- And then there's several others. I fucking missed- How did I miss that? I swear to God, I did not see that. And they're like, hang on, I'm gonna find them. Yeah. Because if they're un- If they're like- because you know how in Kindle books they italics and make it smaller and make it like yeah. address like a letter. Yeah, maybe it was like that. I don't. Oh no, but no, I was saying if it was like that, I would have noticed it. Oh well, I skimmed so fucking bad. Oops. <laughs> I guess it shows how much I really cared. Because yeah, yeah, I see statements of the of that saying on Twitter and all that, uh, TikTok and all that stuff, and I'm like, where was this moment? Because I knew about the letters, and he said he sent them, but the contents itself. Or maybe it was, and I'm just forgetting in my fog of brain. Brain fog. Unless it's like right at the end. It could very very well be at the end. Be like, thanks for finishing the book. Here is the... No, I can't find that. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But I understand what you mean. Yeah, I just feel like I... It must have been skipped. Oh, well. But yeah. Because it was a... Maybe I'll Google what chapter. Maybe, yeah. Because, um, yeah, it was a pretty big... Online makes it seem as this really big romantic moment, which I guess it is. Um, but yeah. Did it explicitly say how long Jude was in the mortal world before the beginning of this book? Because I, again, can't remember. Because it felt like months. Or probably even weeks. It was a long time. It was a fair chunk of time. Oh, that's alright. You really want to get to the bottom of this, don't you? For someone who doesn't care, we'd love to see it. Oh, I can't find it anyway. How long did Jude be exiled in the mortal world? I cannot find the answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. That's what it says. That's That's on Goodreads. That's all right. doesn't matter. I think it's forever, says someone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, may as well. I mean, no, but... Nice nice try. Anyway, but yeah. Back to the book. Back to the book. Yeah, Jude coming back seemed a bit lacklustre as well because... Also convenient that Jude meets someone who just happens to tell her that Maddox is planning to attack Carden. Oh yeah, the Grimmer, Grimer Mog or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about it as well real quick. Like she is a fucking cannibal, bro. She yeah, eats yummy. folk. Like, That's fine. Local f- I can forgive murder. <laughs> but cannibalism is where we draw the line. Yeah, I don't know. I thought she was gonna be like on the, the a baddie side because we don't trust her. Mm. But it turns out she's just a retired, well, exiled also, like, red cap. And the red cap is what um, Jude aspired to be, essentially, in the first book. Because um, to make money... would not make her. And to make money in the mortal world, she would be hired by local folk in the mortal world to do nitty-gritty tasks slash assassinations. And so she was sent to assassinate Grandma Mog, and they have a duel. 
respect. <laughs> and Jude won, of course, and in turn has the, the vow that Grime and Mug will stop eating the local folk in the mortal world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been a huge problem for, you know, to have someone be sent <laughs> to, to assassinate her. And then she just becomes an ally throughout the entirety of this book. Ally! <laughs> and I feel like, where was she in the second book? That's another thing. Like, characters are kind of introduced or repurposed for almost no reason, or make a, an appearance for almost no real good reason in this book as well. Because we learn about these people a lot in the first book, and then they make a menial appearance in the second book, and then the third book, they're pretty, they're just there to be allies. Ally, as Kenzie would say. <laughs> Ally! <laughs> Alright, shall we talk about Taryn? Yes, Locke is dead. Who knew she had it in her? I know, Taryn comes and is like, sup bitch, um, I killed Locke, um, Help now me. I'm on trial. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Which, like, mm, I hate everything about this. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> Just because Taryn was like this little, like, she was like, you know, the complete opposite of Jude. She was like the meek. The obedient little housewife. Twin, yeah, obedient little housewife. Who like loved Locke or whatever, and now suddenly she's just like, "What murder?" <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes, what murder? I just think it's a complete like one eighty on her characterization and her character development in the books, and it was just a cheap way to get Jude to come back. I mean, yeah, but I'm also glad that Locke's dead, though. Yeah, I mean, I same, think it's but... just yeah. I think it got to a point where he was mistreating her, not only in a, I suppose, cheating sense, but in just a perhaps verbal abuse type of sense as well, because he was always like mocking and ridiculing like the mortals and the humans. And so I think she's had enough, which is fair enough. Yeah. And so she tells Jude to come back because Jude still has her glamour or whatever that she can't, uh, that she can lie. Um, like she can't have another geese put on her. So Taryn's like, you need to come and pretend to be me in trial because you can lie. She's like, and if I go, then they'll make me lie. And no, they'll make me like not able to lie. And then she would be in trouble. Yeah, big trouble. And also plot twist. Did you see this coming? Taryn is pregnant, Uh, which is weird. I don't know. Go (laughs) rush. Yeah, I just don't like it. She's like 17. Yeah, I don't like the idea that it was Locke either. Yeah. Like Locke and her were intimate. I just don't like that idea. We're intimate. <laughs> hey, this is a YA book, all right? <laughs> yeah, and I suppose she didn't want. She kind of reflects on her life growing up as a mortal, um, being like bullied and stuff, and she didn't want that sort of life for her baby because her baby would have been a changeling, which is like a half yeah, mortal, half fae. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she didn't want that sort of ridicule for the child growing up. So fair, fair enough. Um. So yeah, just just outright kills Locke. Loves it. Just stabs him in the neck. Fun. And then she like has the goal to bury his body. Or Yeah, she chucked it in the sea. Because uh, she also wanted to make it think that the undersea were the ones to kill him. Which is a bit far-fetched well, I was going to well. say, like, surely the undersea are going to be like, yo, um, Locke's body has just like Your boy. been floating around. You know him. what? No one gives a shit about Valerian. He died in the first book <gasps> and no one has asked about him. Like... <laughs> I don't know, was this series just rushed or is it just that YA aspect where you can get away with like not having to resolve those sorts of things? Or maybe, I know Valerian was never that important, but like, come on, he just disappeared. He was part of Cardin's posse and now he's just in the in the est- underground in the estate still. Insane. But yeah, but yeah, I agree with you about Taryn. Yeah, she always came across as that, yeah, very held back 
very poised, a much groomed fae woman, like groomed in the position of a fae woman as well. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, for her to just do like a 180. But understandable where it came from. Can we talk about how also Vivian knew about Jude being High Queen? Uh-huh. And we didn't even get to see Jude tell her. Like those moments as well. There are a lot of moments in this book where every like, characters happen to know things, but like we didn't see the interaction. And for a book that's this short, surely you could have added a few more pages. It's short, but it's also in a way concise in what happens, whether or not it's boring or you think it's boring. Like everything's concise and happens, you know, yeah. in, a, in a succinct way. But yeah, I would have loved to see more interactions of like, yeah, Jude telling Vivi and us having Vivi's reaction. Alrighty, the inquest. Jude obviously sneaks in as Taryn. And Carden's like, hang on. <laughs> I know the chick. Who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was funny reading, you know, Jude's kind of inner monologue and being like, this is how, like, act subconsciously knowing how Taryn would react to certain things. Yeah. Like, I liked that. Which, like, I guess it's also like a twin tuition. <laughs> twin tuition does not exist. Yes, it does. Fae twin tuition. Uh, not Faye. Fantasy twin tuition surely does exist. Hey, my mum is a twin and she said that like when her twin was hurt, like when they were kids, like they knew. <sighs> Alright, sure. So it's all in their head. I'll fight you on that. It's all in her head. So <clears throat> yeah, Carden pretty much knew it was Jude straight away. He recognises his lover. He's like, hey, that's that bitch I wanna fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um and so they start conversing about as Taryn. Um they end up talking to Jude a little bit, you know, about Jude. Um, and then that's where we get a little mention of the letters as well like asking Taryn if Jude got her letters his letters or whatever yeah he's like I yearn for you I sent you letters yeah he's groveling our man is groveling um and then once the inquest is over there is sort of an attack slash a kidnapping on Taryn's life because Maddox is trying to save her he comes barging in um he manages to take her Uh, I think Jude, in this sense, thought there was going to be an attack on Carden as well. I don't know. She protects him. And anyway, so yeah, Maddox and his posse save Taryn. But Carden, knowing that it's Jude, really tried to protect her. Yeah. And so Maddox, in a way, was confused as to why Carden was trying so hard. To protect Taryn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surely that was a giveaway in itself. Yeah. Because I don't feel like Carden never really cared about Taryn. Yeah. Well, now they're brother and sister-in-law, so it's fun. So then they're on Maddox and his posse are on the way to the Court of Teeth because that's where his independent alliance is being held because he has stripped back his generalship to the High King and he is yeah an independent mercenary essentially cultivating his own army to take the throne. He's a piece of shit. He really is. And like with this series, he has done some awful things. Like just off the get go, he killed their mother and they treat him. They keep calling him dad. Like if someone killed my parents, and then facaded as my father, I'd be like, fuck you. I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to... And you raised me as a warrior, and then you didn't even give me, like, a warrior's like title. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? You took my life away from me, and then just, yeah, paraded as a family, as if nothing happened. Like, yeah. I don't get that relationship. And she still gives him mercy at the end. Pissed me off. He just needed to yeah. die. I suppose with the Fae in this book, like, you can make promises and vows to no end for them to never like see calm on you ever again i suppose that's the only real thing about it it's it's crazy like we need there was no high stakes i felt either yeah 
Like, everyone just, like, lived happily. Like, even the roach, he could have died. I was would have been like, that's fine. Even Cardin could have died. I would have been like, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Heading to the Court of Teeth, which is where Grimamog, Grimamog, however you want to say her, was exiled from. And so she has beef with that court as well. And our old mate, Grimson, is there. For those following along at home, and remember, he is the one who created the Blood Crown and the Curse, blah, blah, blah. Um, he set up a little forgery there because he wants, all he wants is glory. He wants to make artifacts and magical items for people who are going to, like, win wars and stuff. And he just wants that honour for people to remember who he was. So he's a slimy little weasel. But also, like, he makes, spoiler alert, cursed items. Uh, we're we're so past spoiling. Like, Let's just riff it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, surely, like, the act of winning, like, a battle or a war or whatever, like, with a cursed object, like, isn't a fair playing field. No, hell no. And why is he yeah. the only one allowed to manipulate magic to do that? Or yeah. I suppose Mother Marrow as well, but... I suppose. Uh, I suppose they're all fae, so they all have access to magic. I'm now curious as to what the curse for Maddox's sword would have been. Because we only get to see it destroy maybe shit. Maybe it would be like, yeah, maybe like it always does a killing blow or something. Maybe. But yeah, we get that tidbit early on that Grimson's, all of his artifacts and magical items, they are inherently cursed as well as offer a boon, essentially. Which I forgot about that point until card and turned into a serpent i was like ah yes i remember that oh are we going there we i going? mean i'm just i'm just talking <laughs> i'm just saying shit you know hey we could talk freely <laughs> anyway we meet two irrelevant royals of the court of teeth <laughs> lady lady nor and lord gerald oh, yeah and they their queen daughter i forgot about them so that's how important they are <laughs> queen seren <laughs> i just found it interesting how because it, it was a political game with this court almost because their yeah. queen their daughter is like five years old or whatever and like she's a queen and she's a changeling and there was a reason why that was it's so they can pledge their allegiance to her and not like the high king and stuff it was it was pretty cool there are are cool political power play aspects to this book i will admit but she is essentially bridled up magically and like is like physically restrained and it's very like abusive situation which also comes into play later on anyway yes um, okay, so let's talk about, what's his name, Cardin turning into a snake. That's so far at the end, it you. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a majority of the book. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. Well, I, it felt I kept, like it. I kept track of the percentages, okay? Like, 45% of the book was the Court of Teeth bullshit and Jude parading as Taryn. Okay, yeah, well, anyway, and then, moving on. And then so, 30... Grima Mog bends her knee to Jude, declaring her the true queen. Fun. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, no, we're going back. It's important. It's important. We're going back to the court of teeth. It's not important. Yeah, they find the ghost. That's important. Yeah, that's fine. Because he worked for Locke. See, this is another, again, with the whole behind-the-scenes shit, we don't know the ghost and Locke ever interacted. And now this dead Locke... But also, holding... it's not important. But it's just, it's just, let me be angry. <laughs> I'm angry, but I'm also angry at how utterly unenjoyable this book was. <laughs> it's all right. All right, I'll say one thing and then we'll go forward. Okay? Okay. Me. I really kind of enjoyed the way, because Maddox and Jude have a conversation at the Court of Teeth in their tent or whatever. And it was pretty cute when Maddox was trying to 
like reward Taryn for her loyalty and he says he admits that he didn't know she had it in her to kill Locke and all that type of stuff it was very flattering and complimentary and it just sucked that Jude was the one to hear it and not Taryn herself because it sounded like sounded like in that moment Maddox was incredibly proud of her because he feels that all but his, all his attention is on him. Jude. I don't trust I know, anything I know, he I know, says. I, I don't trust anything he does. I think he was just saying it because he knows that Jude will always not like him and he's like, well, I can win Taryn and then that's all I need. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Shoot me down. I also don't care. No, I'm shooting the book down. <laughs> um, I also don't care if this is like a shorter episode because fourth week was so long i will drag this out kenzie <laughs> <laughs> i'm not neat i'm not done yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. i also found it far-fetched that oriana figured out it was jude as well because i feel yeah. like oriana didn't really care about jude essentially oh yeah, or, or yeah like, even both I'm of talking them. like if it's a 45 but we're good yeah, yeah that's okay that's okay and then obviously Cardin and the roach try and rescue jude but then she wants to rescue the ghost what are you doing you raised, you raised your hand. All right, Kenzie, what do you want? What I have you- a question. <laughs> okay, what's your question? Um, who cares? <laughs> Clearly I do. <laughs> Sorry, okay, I know you enjoyed this. Why book. are you in such a silly, goofy mood today? Is it that brownie that you had? Yeah, I just finished it. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I think I heated it up too long. It was a bit soft. Oh, oh. stiff shit. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I, like I have a question. Firm, I have a question. A firm who, dessert. Who cares? Like, can you raise your hand? If you have a question, you can raise your hand. <laughs> you can't even see my hand. <laughs> no, it'll, you can do I, it I like know. up here. I know, I know. Yeah. You do do that. Uh, I don't want to. Do that. Wait, wait. Well, then your question is invalid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Um, anyway, Cardin and Co. rescue Jude. Yes. Cute. Jude is injured, and then she uses the earth to heal herself. Because no, I want to talk about queen. this. Okay. This is actually something I care about. Okay. Okay. Um, first off, I have a question, and that question is, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't raise your hand, so it's invalid. Oh, wait, hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay. All right. I have a question. Okay. <laughs> um, that question is, what the fuck? <laughs> I underst- Okay, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here's my, th- here's my spiel. I understand that it was done to symbolise that she's, like, the true queen and that, like, the land is recognising her as the queen because, like, Cardin has, like, control over nature because he's king. But also, we never really see Cardin do any, like, land manipulation apart from, like, that one time he raised the water a little bit to to scare the the queen of the undersea. So then, like, Jude does it, like, unawares that she's doing it. I think she she had every intention. It was just whether or not it worked. Yeah, and because, yeah, it heals her or whatever. And then, yeah, so I get the symbolism. Mm. But it's, like, quite an OP power and it's never used again. Yeah, yeah. And being mortal, they've never had access to using magic or manipulating magic. Yeah. Of course, magic... And then, like, it doesn't, like, she can't use it, like, she doesn't use it in any other part of the book. I or mean, like, she heals the roach, but other than that, like it's not other, other than, that, other than yeah. healing properties. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. use it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly, hundred ten percent. Valid opinion, valid, Kenzie. We love that for you. So it was just kind of like, why you did this for a why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because as I was finding my five star and one star, I was you know sifting through some comments, and there was like a comment that indicated that this book must have been rushed. And all that stuff because everything seemed to be just like plotted yeah. together, and it's like I mean that's a fair take on it, but yeah, this book does seem 
kind of rushed to have a conclusion. Like, I feel like, yeah, there was just lots of, like, little plot points that are just thrown in for fun. And there's a lot of throwback to, like, or mentions of, like, Lady Asher and how she feels about, like, Cardin ruling and his upbringing. It's like, we're three books in now. Do we really care? Anyway, cool. Moving on. At some point, Cardin reveals to everyone that Jude is the queen and she is to be respected and curtsied as such, I guess, recognised. Um, and then that's when he also kind of reveals to Jude in private that she could have come back at any time because she is the queen and she could pardon herself, essentially. Yes. She's an idiot. <laughs> For a mortal who, like, yeah, who says that she's grown up in fairy and she's able to understand the trick of the words and the way they say their promises and stuff, she, yeah, she's really a bit dumbfounded in this moment. She confronts Lady Asher about Cardin as well, Cardin's mother. And, like, <laughs> last book... She has a conversation with Lady Asher and they talk about her mother, Eva, and how she had many secrets or whatever. But then she does, it's like that plot point has been erased now. It's like, is Jude not curious as to what her mother was about in her past life? Crazy. Anyway, so many little things left unfinished. I suppose it may potentially be uncovered in the next book, but we're not going to do that. So we'll just look up a summary and see if our um, queries are answered. Um, then there's this whole thing about freeing the ghost. I don't like this back and forth with the ghost and his loyalty. He was loyal mm. to Prince Dane, which is fair, and inherently was then loyal to Jude in the first book. In the second book, he's like, fuck you, I was only ever loyal to Dane. Goes off, yeah. does his own thing, and then off screen becomes... In Good guy. No, no, tied in with Locke and, like, assassinating people and doing all this shit. Then he's in league with Maddox because they know his true name. And then now he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And now he's, like, yeah. in league with Taryn because Taryn knows her, his full name. Yeah. And now he's a good guy again. It's like... Yeah. Just kill- it's like, could we not have just killed him off? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no high stakes. And Garrett, what a name. What a boring fae name. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's essentially under Taryn's control. Which, which it was good because then he's alleviated from Maddox's control and Maddox would want Cardin dead. Can we talk about Cardin turning into a snake? <laughs> you really want to talk about that? <laughs> yes. But before that, real quick, Jude and Cardin have sex. It was lovely. It was like, whatever. All right, done. Go. Yeah, that was, okay. I have, um, I got raising my hand. <laughs> yes, Kenzie, um, what's your question? And my, question, my question is, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, if, if anything about this book that was clever, it's that the front cover itself was a broken As crown a and a black serpent. And, like, yeah. that just surmises the entire book. And yeah. very creative, very artsy. I loved it. Yeah, so Cardin breaks his crown because he's like, this is symbolism because it's the end of the old ways and everyone, like, fighting for power. Um, he also wanted it to be um, a means to fulfill the prophecy that Cardin would be the end of the crown and that out of his blood a great ruler would rise. However, the crown made by Grimson is, of course, cursed. Yes. And breaking it turns him into a giant snake. Yes. So Cardin eats Grimson. We love that. Off the bat. Yeah, which like him. fair. Yeah, so now Jude Isn't that is... symbolism in itself? Like, the yes. creature is created, uh, destroys its great maker? Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so now Jude is the only ruler, and everyone tells her to kill Cardin, but she's like, no thanks. Technically, it was the right thing to do. <laughs> Yeah. How funny. <laughs> Him breaking the crown, it was giving me Mean Girls vibes. You know, oh, yeah, breaking yeah. off and chucking one it to everybody. You, it's like, here's yeah. the piece for Maddox, here's the piece for Queen Orla. <laughs> it's yeah. great. Yeah. Jude, like, gets everyone together and is like, all right, we've got to 
figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> I have a question. Um, yes. Can you raise your hand, please, if you have a question? I, I forget how to do it. Oh, here we go. It's up in the, yeah. It's not up on my screen. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, I have a question. Yes. For why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valid. Yeah. So the ghost is forgiven. Just for why? For why? It reunites with the bomb and the roach. So they're all back together. Um, Mother Marrow tells Jude that she already knows the answer about we Carden's transformation. We love these vague third party pushing to the answer. That are just introduced. Yeah. Mother Marrow, the woman that you are. I still love Jude. I love her ruthlessness. I love her ambition. I don't care what you yeah. say, Kenzie. Yeah. She, even though she had too many pieces on her plate in this wor- <laughs> fucking mortal world, but as a mortal, she defiled an entire fae court, and I respect that. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. Fair. Um, anyway, Lady Nor and Lord Gerald Hilbert are like, hey, we can give you a golden bridle so that you can just, like, ride the snake <laughs> Hey, she's ridden Carden Snake. Hey! He's Johnson. Um, but for this bridal, they're like, you have to marry... Oak. Our, their daughter to Oak. Yeah, so yeah. they're queen. And she's like, no thanks. I'll think about um, it. <laughs> you're going to control me. <laughs> yeah, she figures, again, Jude, like, you think she's so smart, but sometimes she's just so dumb. She didn't realise that uh, the Lord was trying to trap her and Carden together. Like, the whole, yeah, um, bargain was, yeah, twisted in a way. So she invites Maddox forces and her own to witness the bridling of the snake. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the Court of Teeth and Maddox posse tried to do it to Carden as a serpent, but uh, the serpent was just overpowered and killed a whole fucking battalion because also the serpent, it, like, as he slithers around, he's like seeping poison into the earth and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, which is yummy. and like it's like breaking open and stuff. Yeah, he's like yeah, path of destruction. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Jude's like, oh, hang on a minute. Um, I'm a, I'm a kill. I'm a kill the snake. I'm a kill Ju- uh, Carden. Yeah, because yeah, there becomes a tense moment where you know she's close to Carden, everybody is watching, and then she's like has the bridle out, and then she pulls it away. And that's when, like, all hell essentially breaks loose because she is breaking this bargain that was semi-accepted, but there were other moving parts yeah. to it. But I, then I guess, like, because she can't, like, yeah, have a geese or whatever, like, maybe their bargain is, like... Oh, uh, it was more like... Doesn't work. It was more like... It was, like, in, in, in parts. Yeah. Like Can you pa- please lower your hand? <laughs> oh, what? Is it still on? I thought... Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Forgive me, teacher. Forgive me. Um, anyway, and so this pays off for Jude. Oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. Sorry. Carden emerges from the serpent's body more powerful than ever, fulfilling the prophecy of from his blood will come a great ruler, which is like tr- tricky, tricky wording. Yeah, very tricky wording. I just knew that she was going to have to kill the serpent regardless. Yeah. I feel like there was yeah, no hundo. other way. Yeah. So that wasn't a surprise to me. I did enjoy how they put Heather to work in the library trying to find solutions yeah. in fairy tales. Um, She's, they're like, you can't really do much, but he you can, can read. <laughs> you can read. Yeah. She, she would make a good scribe. Quick shout out to this yes. book because there's a, even before this, there's a little moment where Taryn and Vivian and Heather were chatting or whatever. And Taryn finally reveals to Vivian that she's pregnant, I think. Or they have pregnancy discussions. 
I don't know. But then Vivian was like, in the mortal world, there's this procedure called an abortion. And, like, we love yeah. that. I love that representation. Yeah. Because yeah. there are options. Yeah. And it's just funny. Because it's known as just, like, a mortal procedure. Yeah. fair enough. But anyway, Tarrant wants to keep the baby. Just a fun little tidbit because I know how we feel about books mentioning or lacking mention of abortions as options yeah. if they're talking yeah. about realistic romances. Yeah. All good. Uh, would you like to talk about the last little bit? What's the last? The, the battle? What? The book? <laughs> the epilogue? Oh, what? Sure. The battle? Well, what <laughs> happens after Jude and Car- oh, Carden is free? Jude and Carden Car- declare Car- their love for each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they declare their love and he fixes the throne and it's cute. It's a nice little metaphor of obviously fixing what you've meant to destroy. Exactly. Grima Mog is made general. Yeah, I thought she was just going to be an enemy because she just seems sussy-wussy. But like, hey, we love a cannibal on your side. Yeah. It's fine. Jude spares Maddox's life but forbids him to ever use a weapon. Yeah, this is an epilogue. All right. Yeah. There's a coronation. Taryn, as a boon for her loyalty, gets Locke's estate as a widow, which is fun. We love that. Fair enough. The crown of... Crown? Court of Shadows get a mask. Crown of Midnight. (laughs) (laughs) essentially they get a special mask that assists in their spying so like you won't be able to distinguish like the tone of voice or their voices or how their heights and all that stuff it um, distorts them essentially yeah which the ghost should have died but whatever yeah there were there were two sets of like guards that rocked up one represented the traitors who wanted to die a traitor and then there are traitors who want to reform so the reform pledged their loyalty and all that stuff to Carden and Jude, and then the others were pro- were turned into falcons, and they could only rely on the kindness of like people to feed them because they're not allowed to kill another human being or something like that. That was pretty gnarly though. And then yeah, Maddock was also banished to the mortal realm to live out his days as an immortal, but okay. Um, and he's to never raise a weapon, which ultimately that annoyed me because Vivian wanted to seek peace in the mortal world away from Maddox, and yet she is essentially forced to have him in her vicinity. Essentially, but I guess like if he can't wield a weapon, yeah, I know, but like, and he's exiled, so he can't ever go back into. I know, but Viv- but Vivian, all she ever wanted was to live in the mortal world, and now that Maddox's in the mortal world, he's just impo- imposing on her space inadvertently, even though he's exiled. It's like that's a bad. It's just a bad situation for Vivian because she spent her whole life, you know, avoiding Maddock out of spite and now he he is in up in her grill. Oka's lenient to the Court of Teeth's young child queen, um, because he's a compassionate little fellow and he doesn't even want to be High King, he keeps saying in this book, which is like, listen to him. But like also he's like <laughs> Yeah. He's too mature for his age. Um so the Court of Teeth, the Queen not the queen, the lord, the lady, whoever, she pledges her allegiance to her daughter, which seems to be, takes a turn because she seems to be like a cruel queen or cru- a cruel child, essentially. She seems really weird, Queen Surin. So after her mother essentially pledges her loyalty to her, Jude is like, fun fact, we are beseeching all your lands and abolishing all your titles. You're fucked. Get fucked, cunt. Love that. And then, of course, yes, Maddox is banished and to never wield a weapon again. Just kill him. Just kill him. And maybe Vivian will kill him. Maybe he'll kill, be killed in the most mortal slash human mundane way possible. He might get hit by a bus. Regina George style. Hopefully. That would be nice. Is it Regina George? No, it's just Regina. 
Where did yes, Regina George? Oh, okay, cool, cool. I, I don't know. I just really doubted myself for a second there. No, you're good. You're good. You got this. <laughs> hey, second Mean Girls reference for the app. We love that for me. Um, and as a celebration, because I don't know, they want to celebrate their marriage or their newly wed ship in the mortal world. They go back to Vivian and Heather's apartment because they've made up now because they've refallen yeah. in love and reintroduced each other, which is bizarre in itself. Yeah. But, like, how do you go back from that? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, so they have a wedding party and pizza and, you know, they just end it in the mortal world. And that's what I love. Full circle. And ironically, Maddox would be somewhere be in the mortal world. So I feel like it all doesn't make sense. And Oriana is just chilled because she technically was just the wife and following him around. And, yeah, book's right. done. We love that book's done i love that it's done (laughs) didn't love the book (laughs) didn't love the series (laughs) i i did enjoy the first two books this book it just seemed yeah like they just needed a conclusion too much is kind of yeah it felt really rushy towards the end and i felt like yeah, the whole card and serpent situation didn't last that long, even though in the I book... know, I feel like it was, like, a lead-up to, like, such a big plot point, and then it was just kind of like, oh, okay, so he just slithers around for a little bit. Yeah, causes chaos. And then, yeah. And there wasn't really much actual war battling. And to think in the first book that's something that, like, Jude vied for in being in becoming a part of that, mm. that society. Yeah, for sure. I know, that, like, was, like, her whole, yeah, like, childhood... And that's like, oh, okay, you just get to be queen, which is, like, fair, but, like, yeah, you just wanted to battle. Which is funny. I feel like Jude is such a violent person and she's willing to do all the dirty work, doing violent things and killing people. And I feel like there was not that much violence Mm. at all. Yeah, for sure. Although Carden using his magic in the second book, like, to threaten, you know, that was pretty Mm. pretty gnarly, but, like, he he, he could have, like, massacred the whole undersea army and, like, that would have been pretty gruesome. But he didn't. So, yeah, there's not a lot of violence. There's, like, menial violence, but it's not too. But, yeah, Heather just being there. We love that. Gay rights. Gay rights. <laughs> uh, glad that Locke's dead again. Yeah. But, again, like, a lot of character for him to just be killed off screen. <laughs> Maybe because, yeah, it, it is that plot device that drives Jude's story a lot more. And, like, I don't think... I think it was revealed when Carden was giving Taryn her boon... They mentioned her and her baby. Um, it's like, if I felt like Maddox could have been surprised and Oriana could have been surprised, but there was no mention of that. So it's like, yeah. do they even really care? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it seemed pretty untidy, unpolished in that sense. I know. So now, yeah, it, I mean, it probably was rushed. Maybe. But it's YA. Who cares? We're not here to be super duper critical, as judgmental and everything we were. <laughs> it is what it is. Alrighty. Shall we go to the stars that listen? Kenzie, you're... F- or do no no last second lingering thoughts? No, my 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 stars will say it all. Okay, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we pick a fi- we pick a five star and a one star review from Goodreads just for shits and gigs. Um, we start off with the one star and end with the five star just because we want to end on a relatively positive note, especially yes. with how we feel about this book. Yes, I have two of each as well. Oh, okay, I only managed to find one. And we haven't shown each other these, and in general, since Goodreads is a public forum, we didn't look too hard for these either. (laughs) So, my one-star review. The series had so much potential, and I really wanted to like it. 
three books later and I still don't really love any of the characters. The plot is jerky and confusing most of the time, but could have been interesting. I'm glad I decided to finish the series, but I'm definitely disappointed. That's fair and valid. Alright, my first one is rubbish. Yes, that's the entirety of my review. One word. <laughs> I refuse to spend any more days of suffering through this. Oh, love that. And then my other one star is, the title is fitting because I really felt nothing by the end. <laughs> yeah, you really tried to make that joke early on. Love it. Alrighty, five star. My five star review. Jude and Carden are not just a couple. They're a lifestyle, a cultural reset, a reason to breathe, an escape from this cruel world, a work of art. A hug from a loved one. A religion to which we pray. Everything I've ever wanted and everything I need. Wow. <laughs> Your facial expressions. <laughs> it's like, what is this chick on? <laughs> what are you high on? Alright, so my first one is I sobbed. <laughs> okay. And my other one is they truly took Would You Still Love Me If I Was a Worm to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> would you love me if I was a serpent and I just attacked everybody? Oh, but quickly, but it was cute because... Carden, uh, even in serpent form, recognised Jude and he wouldn't attack yeah. her, yeah. which is great. Which I guess but a serpent out of all things you could turn into. Yeah. But he was a pretty OP serpent. Yeah. Anyway. How are we going for time? We're at 52 Jesus, minutes. that's pretty good though. Yeah, which is pretty good. And we've, and we've been <laughs> concise. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. No last lingering thoughts, feelings? No. You're done? Happy to be done? Yes. All right, and I suppose with that, that concludes this episode of Letterboxd Book Club. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find us on Instagram at letterboxd underscore book underscore club. And from there in our bio, you'll find our link tree, which will take you to all the places that people usually are on social media. And now you can find the link tree on our TikTok page as well. Woohoo! Love this for us. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Catch us uh, next week for The Hating Game. Which is fun, fun, fun. Uh, stay safe out there. <laughs> stay <laughs> safe. Don't turn into a serpent. All right. Bye. Yeah. Bye.